Um, yeah, I don't know if you heard that, but Modus made the joke. Maybe it's my wife. It's, uh, <laughs> it's possible. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my, my name is Vian, um, as you heard. Um, some of you might know me as Tasha's husband. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, for those who don't know me, you can call me Vian. Um, and it really is, um, it is a privilege um, and a joy to be with you this morning. Um, yeah, we are all the way from Wellington PM. <laughs> uh, yeah, not used to waking up that early on a Sunday. <laughs> but yeah, it's lucky to be with you guys. Um, and um, yeah, maybe let's, maybe let's just pray quickly. Um, yeah. You know, Father, we are, um, yeah, we are thankful as we, um, as we just take this time of year um, to remember and celebrate your birth, Jesus. Um, we want to um, receive the gift, Lord, um, for what it is, and it is a display of your, um, your love, your grace and mercy for us. Um, and yeah, I, I pray, Lord, this morning that in our hearts, we would just, again, receive that gift, um, as Moda says, the gift that keeps on giving. Um, yeah. Amen. Amen. Cool. Um, so, the message, my message this morning is, is really one of hope. Um, and um, it's something that is so essential to the event that we are remembering and celebrating in this time. Um, and as we look at this event... Um, that is such a big part of what we, what we believe. Um, we, we kind of remember that it's actually part of a bigger plan, a bigger picture, um, uh, yeah, a bigger plan that God has. Um, so the title of my preach um, is The Expected King. The Expected King. Um, yeah, because what's fascinating for me is uh, a big part of what makes the birth of Jesus and his life um, thereafter so... Um, so uh, so special is um, is the fact that it is expected. There's a expectancy and almost an excitement. There was an excitement about it. Um, so maybe there's some of us this morning that um, we we feel like you know we're just going through the motions. It's that time of year again. Um, the family's coming over. We're gonna eat lekker. Um, um, but. Yeah, just that feeling of it, it's the same as every year. I really want to um, come and remind us of that expectancy um, and yeah, just the beauty of the event that we are remembering today, the coming of the Messiah. Um, so, so how do we know there's, there's this expectancy? Well, um, uh, that's what I briefly want to look at this morning. Because um, uh, what, what we see in, in the Bible is there's... Uh, from the Old Testament, there's kind of these breadcrumbs, um, if I can call it that, uh, that, that leads us to the coming of Jesus. And um, a lot of these uh, breadcrumbs uh, are like the, the, the prophecies, clear prophecies that we see. Um, and others are um, basically, um, it's, it's events that serve a purpose in the story that we read. But later on, we see that there's, a, um, there's actually, it's, it's a foreshadowing of what's to come um, and, what, and something that we see happen later in the Bible. So I want to I start, I want to dive in 
um, in Genesis 22, um, from verse 7. So, um, yeah, Genesis, uh, uh, for those of you responsible for the, the Christmas food, um, he's thinking, oh my goodness, he's starting a Genesis. I'm going to be brief, don't worry. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole Bible. Um, but yeah, I do want to start at this story in a bit of context. So this is the story of um, Abraham and Isaac, his son Isaac, and God um, commanding Abraham uh, to sacrifice Isaac, his long, long-awaited son. Um, so they're getting everything ready for this to happen, and um, uh, they have the wood, they have everything prepared. Isaac, unaware that what the Lord commanded, um, but Isaac is a smart boy, and eventually as they're heading up, um, we see in verse 7, um, we read together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? So something's missing. But Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went together. And we see that as they prepare the altar and, and as uh, Abraham is so close to literally taking his son's life, we see in verse 11, but the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on this boy, he said, um, on the boy. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have with, not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by his horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called this place, the Lord will provide. And this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. God himself will provide the lamb. And I want us to remember this as we move on. Um, so we're starting to see these foreshadowings as early as Genesis, but it's really in the, book, um, the books of the prophets where, we, we, um, really where, it, where it really becomes clear that God wants to promise Israel, His chosen people. He wants to promise, uh, give this hope of a Messiah. And it's in Isaiah um, 9 where, where, where we read um, yeah, something that's a bit more clear and... Um, yeah, we're going to start at verse 1. Um, I doubt this is the last time you'll hear this verse today, but let's, let's look at it. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. And what are they rejoicing about? In verse 6, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and he will be called, uh, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And what we need to remember in this time, um, Israel, God's chosen people, they are without a home or like a land of their own. Um, they're without a king of their own. Um, I think even in the time of Isaiah, the book, there's, um, uh, Israel was, was um, still exiled in Babylon. So they're kind of, um, yeah, they're in a country that, that um, 
doesn't belong to them, if I can say it like that. And, and they're longing for the time of King David when they had their, their, own, um, their own land and a righteous king, that the, their own king that they could follow. So that's what they're longing for, but God has promised um, so much more. So we look in Isaiah 7, verse 30, uh, 14. Um, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. So these prophecies not only, and these promises not only point to um, a counselor and a governor, but it promises God with us, God with his people. But let's for a moment just imagine Israel again. There's this desire for a righteous king to lead them. And, and, and all these prophecies and promises starting to line up with this desire that they have. And I can imagine there's a people that for years are, are praying and, and, um, and waiting for the Savior to come. And I can imagine in the temples and the synagogues, these are the things that they read. Um, and, and the expectation just grows. And then years after, it happens. And in Matthew 1 from verse 18, we read together, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had cons- um, considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. The long-expected Messiah has come. Jesus grows up, and we start to see this wonderful counselor whose sermons and answers Uh, astound even the teachers of those days, Um, this mighty God who calms the storm, controls the weather, uh, who raises a man from the dead, Um, this everlasting Father who welcomes the children in, and this Prince of Peace who who comes to reconcile us. And um, and I want to read John verse 1, no, John 1 verse 29, and just, just look at this. It's so amazing. The next day, John, John the Baptist, he was, like they say, he was the last um, of the Old Testament prophets. Uh, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And in the words of Abraham, God himself provide, will provide the Lamb. God was faithful and the expected king arrived. And as we remember 
and celebrate this event. And, we, um, and I want to remind us of an even, gr even greater expectation that we can hold on to. Uh, Jesus came to this earth as a baby, vulnerable. Um, he grew up and lived the life of a servant. And in an unmatched act of love, he gave his life to set us free from our sins. But death could not hold him. And the resurrected king that we serve is coming again. And he's not coming back as a baby. He's coming back in all his glory. Um, he's coming back as a king. Um, yeah, and, and this, is, this is my message um, this morning. Um, yeah, um, the expected king has arrived. Um, yeah. So can, can we pray together? Father, thank you that you are faithful. Lord, you are the promise keeper. And um, you know, we thank you, Father, that, that you were faithful um, to, uh, to, to give us your only son, to give us Jesus. Um, the gift that we can freely accept. The gift that keeps on giving. And, uh, and I, I really want to, yeah, I trust that this morning as we look at this again um, the, um, and, and we remember that maybe there's, um, yeah, maybe there's one, one or two of us that, um, that want, wants to give our lives to Jesus um, that hasn't done it before. And um, I really want to create uh, a time of response. So, yeah, um, if, if there is anyone that would like to give their life to Jesus, who, who really sees this, um, this promise of a Savior being fulfilled and, and this, this free gift um, and want to reach out and, and accept this gift. I really want to give you an opportunity um, to do this. We, we really want to pray with you um, this morning. So if there's anyone, uh, I would like you to, to just raise your hand. Um, yeah, if you want to respond, um, we would love to pray with you. Yes, thank you. Yeah. 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 Well, we rejoice. We rejoice in um yeah, just the, the, the everlasting life, the um uh the relationship that we have with God that um yeah that we can have um for eternity. Um yeah. Um I do I do also wanna give uh remind us and, and give opportunity if there's anyone else that um, uh, would, would still like some prayer um, in this time. Maybe there's something that you heard and, and, uh, throughout the preach and, and want to respond to that. Um, yeah, please feel free um, to come to us, come to Modus. Um, uh, yeah, come, come to the front and we can pray with you. Um, yeah, I mean. <laughs>